This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game, no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Because you are a fighter, and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodello.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on all things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome into another episode of the Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL Show with me, Jason Goff, Ryan Shazier, and James Jones. Fellas, let's get right to it. 37 players testing positive yesterday was the highest that there was a day of 24 and a day of 19. And those were the two days when players came back. So after players come back into your facility, you know, during the preseason, you test them and see what's happening. Like, oh, okay, all these positive tests. This has been going on while testing is happening. And this is week, what, 15 that we in? So, you know, it's, it's slowly, slowly but surely been, been creeping its way. Like, I remember, was it last week when the first Midwest case of the, the, the uh, I keep calling it the Omarion variant, but the, the Omicron variant was a week ago. Now, all these states in the Midwest is flooded with it. So, it's, it's happening the same way it happened last year. It's just now, did you take heed to the, to the warning uh, and, and discipline that you may have to have if you want to win a Super Bowl? Because dudes going to be out for 10 days. This is going to be enough dudes who test positive who aren't boosted or have the vax and mess around and miss two playoff games that, that are vital to their teams, right? So coaches going to have to get in these. And y'all can speak to it better than I can. But coaches about to get into these big lecture halls or these big meeting rooms and say, yo, <laughs> there's going to be guys who don't do what we going to do, which is stay our ass in the crib and make sure nobody else comes around if you want to win a Super Bowl. And 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 go from there. I I think the NFLPA also is pushing for more testing during the week, and the NFL for whatever reason isn't on board with that. Uh, which which I don't understand at all, unless it's a cost issue. And if it's a cost issue, you are you know, you are you're a multi billion dollar entity. So why would why would the cost be? You know, like I'm trying to wrap my head around like why the PA would want it, and why the NFL is I don't know balking a little bit at. Uh, more testing throughout the week. And that's just what I heard on Good Morning Football today on the NFL Network. So um, it's, it's, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting because can y'all imagine you, you run up into the Super Bowl and, you know, SoFi Stadium, first big showcase event. Everybody's in L.A. for the Super Bowl. And one of the quarterbacks, whether it be Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, you know, the, the star position in the league goes down and you got to mess around and wait wait for that 10 days to pass and see if guys are being slid through COVID protocols. Like, 
we we're gonna see something here unfortunately because of everything that's running around and you know the the, the last day or so if that's any evidence or any proof um you know, whether it be hockey basketball or football right now this is this is attacking the country and attacking the world how, how do you think these football players going to get through it fellas james how many how many guys you think gonna just sit at their crib <laughs> Because a coach told them to sit at their crib. How many guys do you think will do that? I don't think none of them going to do that, man. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody just sitting at the crib. But for me, man, it's, it's messed up because a lot of these dudes is missing games because they was close to Ryan Shazier or close to Jason. What you – man, I ain't got COVID. You done tested me for COVID three times. Just because you saying I'm close contact, contact uh, contact a buddy. If I ain't got it, man, I ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? But – this stuff is, is is just is just getting crazy, man. You know what I mean? Is is getting crazy. And yes, I, I feel like it is going to be a playoff team that has something kind of like the Rams had last night. You know what I'm saying? Where they like, dang, 24 hours before the game, Jalen Ramsey can't go. You know, Daryl Henderson can't go. You're gonna have stuff like that. You know, now if I was the coach, man, to be honest with you, yeah, how would you handle it? How could, how can you handle it? And not just coaches with teammates. Like what what are you doing as a team leader? For me, if I'm an organization and I'm a head coach and my team makes the playoffs, we going to a hotel. <laughs> we going we going we going to get one of these nice hotels to where we got training table and all that stuff for you, man. You know what I'm saying? But to be honest with you, it's 4 weeks. And to be honest with you, so it's a week to week thing. You know what I'm saying? So, shoot, you could be in the hotel for a week right. <laughs> or you could be in the hotel for three weeks. But, you know, three weeks of your life, we're trying to go win this Super Bowl so we don't get nobody COVID. You know, let's make sure everybody is over here. they isolated. we practicing and we're around the people that we're around, man. You know, because, yes, you're right, especially when Super Bowl come around. If you don't got oh. your team isolated and, and they're around all them people, the you know week of the Super Bowl is the yeah, craziest week. Doing, doing all doing all these interviews and all that, doing doing all this stuff, and you mess around and you catch COVID, and then you can't play in the Super Bowl, man. That's gonna hurt, especially if it's key players. I wouldn't even get a hotel in LA. I wouldn't even stay in LA until the day. Of, like I'll fly in the day before the game. Ooh. Like because because like think about it, think about it. But what about all the media? The media responsibilities that the league gonna have. Yes, and that's yeah. the only thing because you got to do the media stuff. You know what I'm saying? But to be honest with you, a lot of the media stuff, I mean, shoot, during the season for the players, been on Zoom, so I don't see it changing. Hey, let me tell y'all right now, them sponsors who, who have been yeah. waiting for this day are not about to have Ryan Shazier over Zoom when his ass is supposed to be at Disneyland. <laughs> where, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that James Jones is not a, has not been, you know, pushing Home Depot this entire year to all of a sudden be at the crib. Hey, I, hear, <laughs> I hear you, Home Depot, but right. we don't win this, if we don't win this Super Bowl, I ain't saying Home Depot nothing, so you <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying this this is what happens right? when when the money gets involved and it starts it's kind of like when when sales starts dictating the content in our industry where it's like okay you got to do this because the sales team bought the and by the way shout out to the sales team because we always appreciate their efforts but like it's when it's when certain things start dictating the content and in this case like like you just mentioned James like you just mentioned right you know the whole world's going to be in LA the entire world. And and I can I mean the last event that I went to that I felt okay about before COVID happened 
was probably the biggest super spreader, not only that's hit this city, but um, this this area in a long time. And that was the NBA All-Star Game. That was the last time in Chicago, and just period, that I felt okay with going everywhere. And you weren't masked up. And it was the NBA All-Star Game. And that's just the All-Star Game, right? Think about the Super Bowl. And you got 100 and some odd countries, you know, coming to one place and 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 representing you know their their love for the game and their investment in the game and then you've got a bunch of players who don't have to be there but are there because of sponsors like i've only been to one super bowl i covered the super bowl in phoenix and you know talking to all the guys when i work for sirius xm i'm sitting next next to jamie fox and, and and Stephen a smith on the left of me and on the right of me and people are coming to people are coming through you're talking to you know uh, actors, you're talking to entertainers, you're talking to players, but you're also talking to players who don't have to be there. So, that, like, everybody's going to be there, right? And now the NFL has, has a decision, not a decision to make, but, you know, if we see teams having to put guys down that are integral parts, like James said, it's going to affect it. Like, the, the depth of a team is really – you're going to find out what your GM has been doing all year long because third stringers are going to be playing in this Super Bowl. Yeah, and that, and that, but that's not what we want, though. Not at and all. That, that's, that's, the cra- that's the crazy thing about it. That, that's not what we want. That's why if you test positive, I mean, if you test negative for this COVID the week before Super Bowl, we is in a hotel, man. <laughs> James on this hotel. How you gonna not keep him at the crib but keep him in a hotel, James? No, I'm saying we going to the Super Bowl, we going to LA, but we are in a hotel, man. And if you do come up in there to interview us, man, it's it's 20 feet back. The boys gonna be in Palm City. Yeah, you ain't gotta be, you ain't gonna what you gotta shake my hand and all that for. Ask your questions, do what you gotta do. We're 20 feet back, man. You know what I mean? James gonna get a chance to treat the media the way he's always wanted to. You know (laughs) the camera the camera good enough, it can zoom. Yeah, we we're 20 feet back. We trying to get to the Super Bowl, get all our guys to the Super Bowl. And to put on the show for the Super Bowl. But they could do it. I went to the Nash Trevor show last year and I tried to go to the hotel, like to see Ohio State. They was not having it. They locked was down. like, uh uh-uh. uh, locked down. Like basically, like they they hotel is super locked down. So I think that's something that they gonna they're gonna do in the playoffs. Like when it's when it's time for teams to actually start playing against people, like not playing against people, but like, hey, we in the playoffs, yeah. especially when they're away. They're gonna lock it down. Like family members, nobody can come in here. Like I don't so I don't I don't I think that that'll be the best way to do it is to have a hotel, you know, and probably not even be in your city. Have a hotel that's somewhere uncomfortable. Like go to, you know, if you if you play for Arizona, get your hotel in Albuquerque. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> not on, on for real, because then now you know players real tra- ain't going out. Real training out. camp vibes, huh? Yeah, because you know cause you know players ain't gonna go out. Like you like it might be one player that knows somebody from New Mexico, but man, this man, Kyler Murray don't know nobody from New Mexico, man. <laughs> you know, everybody from New Mexico know Kyler Murray though. <laughs> they gonna find that hotel. I don't care if you do know somebody. We done came all this way. Yeah, we, we ain't trying to lose. All this yeah. way, we in the Super Bowl, man. We need everybody. Let them boys over there on the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers on the other side, man. Let them boys. Uh, right. Oh, wow, and let's Shay Z be the talk of the town this yeah, week. Yeah, you know, let Najee, let Najee Harris show up with COVID, man. Let, but that's so weird. Yeah, this man is wild, bro. <laughs> this man, wow. this man calling out particular players too, by the right, way. Right, man. This man wild. Let the left guard who's been who's been struggling show up with COVID so his backup can play. The coach has got a tough task because I mean you don't want to, man. You would you would hate to see Aaron Donald get COVID. 
You hate to see anybody get it, right? I mean, I know, but I'm just saying, going going to the playoffs, you would hate to see your players get COVID, man, and you're not able to be at full strength. You know what I'm saying? You know, prepare for this moment for the whole season. Like, imagine, imagine Michael Parsons with COVID. Everybody oh, gonna be no. like, "Yo, what's good?" So, do we want to? We do we want to get into this part of the conversation first? Because I, I wanted to jump into Monday Night Football with y'all, but we could do the Michael Parsons thing. You know what I love? I love. We also need to talk about how y'all did y'all y'all didn't take care of business. We need to talk about that. Today Who is too. y'all? Is- I keep telling you, <laughs> you two gentlemen have earned NFL checks from organizations around the league. All I have done is paid my emotional investment and my time investment into a Chicago Bears franchise that don't give a shit about me right now. That's the, so, so this y'all that you, you know, you can say y'all a we when we talk about Pittsburgh. Of course, James can say y'all a we when we talking about Oakland, Multiple LA. Teams. Yeah, exactly. The, the entire state of California, which the Raiders have played in. And of course, the Green Bay Packers, which I know we're going to get into at some point. First, let's, let's get into the Monday Night Football game. Uh, the Rams and the Cardinals. So I think the Cardinals blew a very, very golden opportunity because the Cardinals got to get that one seed. Now they slide back to three. I mean, there's a chance they could lose the division. Uh, that was a big game that they lost. They lost it at the crib. They lost it to a team that, that like James said, was depleted with injuries and COVID-19 issues. Um, you know, the best receiver in the game went stupid once again. Uh, Aaron Donald makes a play. Who Who's surprised about that? Leonard Floyd makes a play. Who's surprised about that? But I felt like the Cardinals kind of got pushed around. You know, I felt like they kind of got, you know, muscled a little bit. And DeAndre Hopkins drops the ball. First drop of the season for the dude on fourth and two. Um, Arizona's still a tough team. Don't get me wrong. They, they You know, a 10-win squad at this point in the season. They doing something right. But that's a game that you need. I, like, there's certain teams that I don't know if they're ready for prime time just as yet. I, I feel that way about the Bengals. I feel that way about the Cardinals. Both close. But last night was one of those things where it's like, okay, y'all started the year 7-0. and Y'all 3-3 and in these last six. I know Kyler was hurt, but they needed that win last night to me uh, to, to not only make sure that they win the division, but more importantly, so they don't have to travel to Lambeau, so they don't travel to Tampa Bay, so they don't have to travel to L.A. Uh, what was y'all take on last night's game? I'm going to use the James Jones. Last night, I feel like Arizona, they didn't, I, I'm not going to just say they beat themselves, but they made a lot of mistakes. Like, they, they had a lot of opportunities to make plays, and they made mistakes. It was one time Kyler Murray missed, I think it was A.J. Green wide open. Then, then the best receiver technically in the game right now, it, you, you know, it's multiple best receivers. Yeah, yeah, I'm just you can say You can say DeAndre Hopkins, he drops the ball on a fourth to two on a slant. Like, it yeah. literally hit him in the hands, hit yeah. him in the face. Yeah. You know, like, that's another opportunity right there. You know, they have fourth and ones. They were one of the best fourth and one teams in the whole season. You know, they, they didn't get those. You know, and then I feel like their clock management at the end of the game was kind of sus. Even though they got an outside kick, I feel like they could have handled that, that last drive a little bit better. You know, but – I think the Rams just showed up yesterday. They showed they showed up. Um, I think that the team is starting to play better with Odell, understanding how to use him in the system. Because obviously you're seeing him starting to get more touches. He's starting to score touchdowns. And I think McVay was still trying to figure it out at first, trying to figure out how to uh, implement Von Miller, implement Odell and all these other stars. So I think now they're really starting to get a groove of things. But I thought it was I thought it was a good game, but I, I think Arizona let the game slip away. I think that they had multiple opportunities to score, 
they didn't they didn't score and it put them in bad position when it came to finishing up the game. My takeaway from the game is I don't know if Arizona ready for the prime time. That's it. I I don't. I, I I don't know if they're ready for the prime time. Packers come in town with James Jones lining up at wide receiver five years after retirement. <laughs> and they find a way, they find a way to beat the Cardinals. Division game, LA Rams come in there. Monday night football, you at the crib, and Matthew Stafford and the Rams come out there without Jalen Ramsey, without Daryl Henderson, without some of their top guys, and they find a way to beat you. And they just not playing good football when they playing in them primetime games. You look at the Packers games, they turn the football over. You know, we obviously know the pick at the end of the game, you know, the turnover at the end of the game won the game, but they turned the ball over in that game. The last night, they turned the ball over in that game. And I don't know what it is about these good teams on primetime, but they basically saying we tougher than the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, The Packers ran the ball down their throat. Yeah. Carolina ran the ball down their throat. And the Rams come in there even with no running game. And Sony Michelle run the ball down their throat. You know what I mean? So me watching the game, I don't know if they are ready for prime time yet. And when I say they, I include the coach. Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know if he's ready. He's making decisions out there where he's like, it's regular season or it's college. No, you got the ball on the 30-yard line down 10, a fourth down, and you go for it. Kick the ball and be down the score. So now you're putting your team in four down territory and you ain't gotta kick the you ain't gotta kick a field goal next time you get the ball. Like I felt like that's him dropping dropping the ball right there. That's not the right play. You know what I mean? That's not the right play. And I just don't feel like right now these Arizona Cardinals team is ready for prime time. Now, in the next two years, I feel like they're going to be a bona fide contender every year competing for that Super Bowl because they got Kyler Murray and they got the right pieces. But right now, this year, phenomenal team. They're 10-3, and three, but I just don't think they're ready for prime time. I don't think they're ready to beat Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they're ready to beat Tom Brady. Obviously, we've seen they ain't ready to beat the Rams. You know what I mean? I don't think they're ready to beat these top, top NFC teams, man, and especially if they got to go on the road and play on the road in the cold and, and 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 find a way to beat teams. I just don't think they're ready for prime time, man. You know, it was it, like I understand that tip pass Aaron Donald got his hand on, but that pass to Leonard Floyd, that Kyler Murray threw. Everybody want to say he's short. No, he ain't short. Kyler Murray makes special throws every day, all day, whenever he on the football. But that's a bad throw in a big time game. You know what I noticed, James and, and Ryan, and you're on the defensive side of the ball, so you probably speak to this a little bit better, but is there certain quarterbacks who uh, you go into a game plan with that if we can zone them up and keep him in front of us and, and, and you know, allow him to move around but not break, break free, you know, extend the play? Because it seems like the times that I've seen Kyler Murray struggle is over these last six games especially is teams are just like, hey, we're going to drop back, and if we can get there with four – you're not, you know, we're going to have all eyes on the quarterback. You play man against Kyler Murray, one against some of those wide receivers and that running back, James Conner, you're going to get your butt kicked. But if you can stay in zone, I saw the Rams stay in a lot more zone than I'm used to seeing them stay in. And if you got seven to eight spies as opposed to one spy, especially with an athlete like that, you're going to be cooking with gas. Yeah, on the defensive side of the ball, when you have a quarterback that can move around, you always want to you always want to have eyes on the quarterback. Because the thing is, Kyler Murray can either beat you with his arms, all his legs, I feel to me, I feel Kyler 
is a more polished quarterback, like throwing it wise, than Lamar. But when it comes to escaping the pocket and elusiveness, like obviously Lamar's a little bit better, but he's not far behind. You know, so you always want to keep those guys. You always want to keep those guys in the pocket and force them to beat you with their arm. Obviously, Kyler can beat you with his arm, but I feel both of them. You can tell they feel more comfortable throwing on the run. Like they like they like moving around the pocket, throwing on the run instead of just sitting in the pocket. They like to move around, you know, because they they like when the play breaks down. So when you have a play breaking down, it's always good to have somebody looking back at the quarterback because the moment he see your the the the, the big numbers, the, the moment he see the big numbers, he gone. You know, and and Kyler did it a few times in the game, but you like you said, you noticed it when you have six five dudes in in zones. You have to understand, like man, you have to make a special throw to get it over him. Like, like Leonard Floyd, not short. Like he's a no, big dude. Right. No, you know he's a long, lean <laughs> linebacker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So like, he's a big dude. You know, so like throwing it over him, even like uh, Zayvon Collins, he a big linebacker in the middle. Isaiah Smith, they're big linebackers in the middle. So when you have fast, faster linebackers like the league has now, and they can look at the quarterback, it it, it makes it difficult because the quarterbacks can't put it on a, a rope, and those guys can. They see you, so they can go get you. But if I got my back turned, then I'm trying to come chase you. I already don't have leverage, and you know it's a lot harder coming to make a tackle when you're like redirecting yourself compared to when you already know where you need to go. James, when we talk about rhythm throws for guys that, like at the top of a drop, whether it be a three or five step drop, when a guy's in the shotgun, which Kyler Murray is in the shotgun most of the time, and you see his zone defense, so you know that things might be a little cloudy. As a receiver, when you're when you're expecting, okay, out of this break, the ball should be on me. Like what what's 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 happening back there when you're not one when that ball hasn't been delivered? Obviously, the scramble drill, but how how do the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury kind of counterbalance? What what teams are doing like the Rams, like the Packers have done to them, where we're going to just throw you in zone, hope we can get you with that four, or hope you get greedy and throw this ball into a tight window. Well, to be honest with you, what I see with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, they want the shot play all the time. They remind me of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's zone coverage. You got dudes that can make people miss. You have Christian Kirk. You got Rondell Moore. You got Hopkins. The shot play ain't necessarily what you need to do every time to get an explosive game. Get the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands quick in this zone coverage because people ain't going to ever play y'all man-to-man unless it's maybe third down, third and five or something. They probably play you third down, but you can't play a lot of man-to-man strictly because of Ryan just said if Kyler escapes and then big boys don't get him and everybody's back is turned on man-to-man, it's an explosive game. You know what I mean? So you're going to get zone coverage 90% of the time. So you need to run these slants. You need to run these hitches. You need to run these quick outs. Get the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands fast in this zone coverage. And then that's going to force the defense to come down like, okay, we can't just keep letting them get get five, ten yards and go all the way down the field. We're going to have to come up, play them tighter, and then that's when you take your shot plays. But everybody, this is a copycat league, as Ryan knows. Everybody is trying to keep Kyler Murray in the pocket, right? You drop at seven, you rushing four, you trying to keep them in the pocket because all they're looking for is them, them deep shots. You know what I mean? And if you're able to do that and keep them inside the pocket, the Rams did an excellent job yesterday. I mean, Kyler got out of the pocket maybe, maybe two, three times. But other than that, they kept him in the pocket and they was able to get sacks and get pressure on him. So for me, you know you're going to get zone coverage. 
When we knew we were going to get zone coverage going into a game, 12 was like, man, look, eyes back on me really quick. We're going to get – I'm going to get this ball out of my hands, and, I, and I'm going to let y'all do what got y'all drafted, and that's catch and make people miss. You know what I'm saying? And you catch a five-yard pass, you turn it into 20. You know what I mean? You catch a 10-yard pass, you turn it into 30. But get the ball out of his hands quick. It's zone coverage. You could go find people at Walmart right now to sit down in zone coverage. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, Tom. A little All shot right, at the Tom. defense. All right, Tom. I'm just saying, find the hole in the defense. You know what I'm saying? I played receiver, man. You know I ain't going to knock my receivers. But, hey, it's zone coverage. You smart. You read cover three. You know this is the spots in the – Get the ball out of your hands, man, and let's go. You know what I'm they saying? They got guys they, to do it for sure. Yeah, they yeah. trying to they trying to create these deep shots every time. No, man, get the ball out of your hands. It's all coverage, man. Take take the cheese. Take the cheese that they. And give that's you. exactly that's exactly what the Rams did last night. No Cooper doubt about Cup, it. Odell Beckham. It was quick throws. Then they came down there. They was able to run the ball well a little bit. They came down there, and here go Vance Jefferson. Here go Cooper Cup over the top of you. Yeah, but yeah. get the ball. They ran a hundred screens last night. I'm yelling at the TV. McVeigh don't run another screen, <laughs> but he kept running these wide receiver screens because he likes shoot. If they sit in his own, yeah. we gonna try to give it yeah. to him and let him go to work. Uh, seven sometimes yards. Sometimes they made the tackle. Sometimes they didn't. You know what I'm saying? But he likes shoot. Ain't no need to hold it. Hey, by the way, uh, that is that is King Cooper Cup to y'all uh, going forward. Uh, I, like to, <laughs> I like to, I like to, I like to display. You know, I don't get a lot of shit right on this show, but <laughs> first four weeks of the season, I was asking my guy. I was I was leaning on my NFL. I was with talent. you, Jason. I, uh, you, Jason. I, I, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it all the way. I felt it a little bit. This man, this man over here, James Jones, went back in a time machine and said the ghost of Julio Jones was still, was still, was still. <laughs> Let's talk then. I was waiting for it right here. Go. No, I, I think this is a good conversation, Ryan. If you are the Jacksonville Jaguars, yes, sir, and they say pick a receiver, I knew this was happening. Who you taking? I knew this was happening. (laughs) (laughs) We can't just give a dude who having an amazing season. No, I'm I'm just saying. I love Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is a dog. Can I take his coach with him? You the coach. Well, if, if, if Ryan the coach, then you're going to have three tight ends out there and you're going to run power eye. <laughs> My OC is trying to be Y'all tripping. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nah, but nah, I, I feel you on that one. Like, I feel like I feel you on that. That's my only thing. Hey, he's a baller. He got the stats and all that, but – when you say the best. Yeah, I know. If you were building a wide receiver, it probably wouldn't be Cooper, but it wouldn't be far off. Though. I'm not saying it's far off. You know what I'm saying? If I'm building a team and I'm just going off, hey, this is all I got. The, the person I'm taking is D-Hop. And the reason I'm going to take D-Hop yeah, is lose. because <laughs> nah, the reason I'm taking D-Hop, and like, you could say, you could say uh, Devontae Adams, all these guys. The reason I'm taking D-Hop, he has proven to play with Everybody don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> don't matter. It's, so, it's I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with what's proven. Hey, that boy had a TJ Yates out there. Shout out to TJ and the Yates family if they're listening. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with him. No, nah, hey, no, hey, it was. He wasn't good. Say, it's okay. That boy. It's okay. He played. Then he played with Nathan Peterman and all that. I don't know. Oh, not the Peterman. Not what the I'm Peter saying. You, all, you already know Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins that had the most quarterbacks in NFL history, and they still go out there and ball because True. the quarter. The way those dudes is built, the quarterback ain't got to be good. Throw it up, give me an opportunity, and I'll make you look good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, 
Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup is a baller, but it's it's hard for me right now to put him as the best receiver in the National Football nah, I feel League. It's just it's just you know me giving, you, giving you no, no, I, I know it. You know, <laughs> I mean that that throw that throw and that and that catch where nobody should get the ball or could get the ball that that Stafford made while Cup was going down in the in the front of the end zone. I mean, there's certain plays, man. I still marvel. I guess it's the fan in me too. I still marvel at um, not just the speed, but the precision that it takes for a play to to be executed to the point where it's like, this ain't about X's and O's right here. This is about precision. This is about timing. This is about accuracy. It's about being a professional at your craft. And I thought that was one of those moments. Like, there was a lot of plays in last night's game where it's like, yo, this is this is next level, like high level play. Like, James Conner is a dude, when you know about him, right? But James Conner is a dude who's like, yeah, this is a really good running back. Oh, he's with the Arizona Cardinals now. And then you look up and, man, got 15, 16 touchdowns. Like, I mean, one Handed catches. I mean, the things that are happening out on these fields, especially at this time of the year, like teams are separating themselves, which is why I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on with the AFC or is the AFC that stacked? Because you don't have a 10 win team in the AFC. Uh, I don't know if y'all been been watching, but the Chiefs over this last five weeks or so, they added Melvin Ingram. Uh, the Steelers couldn't use him. They added Melvin Ingram. All of a sudden, their defense is one of the top two or three defenses in the league. So it was a it was an entertaining game, and obviously had playoff ramifications last night. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And a game that had no playoff uh, ramifications is the one we can get to now because I don't want to end the pod on this sad note. But the Packers and the Bears. Um, the Bears had 27 points in the first half. And, and, they, they, and they finished the game with 30. So you know how that went. Uh, once again, and, and I, I, I said it on the Full Goal podcast, which you can hear Sundays, Tuesdays, and, and Thursdays right here on The Ringer. Matt Nagy should have been let go yesterday. Uh, and all this talk about y'all don't the ve- do that. Y'all don't do that. Yeah, I know. I know. This <laughs> y'all thing is going get, to keep getting you in trouble too, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the problem that I have is like when people talk about player development, you know, you think about, okay, week to week, is this player getting better or what are you helping this player with? I think sometimes it's player protection as well. That's part of coaching to me as well. Uh, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert and and, and Damian Williams are a pretty good trio of running backs. Uh, Khalil Herbert, when David Montgomery was out for three weeks, was one of the, the highest rushing yards uh, uh, dudes in the game, right? He goes back to the bench when David Montgomery comes back. David Montgomery got the ball ten times in a game that was uh, one score or one and a half score game 
for the majority of the game until the 14-point turnaround with the turnover. And then on top of it, you put Tevin Jenkins, a guy who had back surgery this year, who hasn't played at all, who's behind Jason Peters, who is 39 years old, who you went and got off a fishing boat to come play football and left tackle in the NFL. You know, you knew he wasn't going to play all 17 games. Jason Peters knew he wasn't going to play all 17 games. So in that, you put a guy behind him on the depth chart who hasn't played yet this year coming off of back surgery. What do you do in a third down situation that's crucial in the game? You allow him to go one-on-one against Preston Smith, one of the better edge rushers in the game. And a strip sack fumble, four holding penalties later, you've got yourself a loss. Uh, to me, player development is also about player protection. We saw it against Cleveland. We've seen it too many times where your scheme just doesn't allow for people to get help on sides, whether it be the left tackle side this time or helping your quarterback to get away from, you know, I, I should say to avoid certain shots. I mean, the dude's got cracked ribs and you dropping him back 36 times against one of the better quarterbacks in the league on Sunday night football, uh, on the road. It's just – it's just um, – it's just too many, too many issues, right? It's kind of like that scene in Casino where it's like, hey, if you didn't know it, you were in on it. If you did know it, you're too dumb to be here. Either way, you need to be out. And that's how I feel about Matt Nagy. It's not just because of the Packers either, right? But that don't help because for him to say, and the, the worst part about it, fellas, to me, was fourth and inches, you kicking, you punting, down 11. Your defense can't stop a nosebleed right now, Right? You putting, giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers with momentum, and then after the game saying it's one of those decisions that you wish you had back. It's one of those coaching things that you, you, should, you would probably do differently. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that at all. Guess what? You have all the control. I'm tired of hearing what he could do differently. So that's my last rant until next week about Chicago Bears. Uh, the Packers-Bears game was no damn fun, uh, and, and I'm sure it was a great time for James Jones uh, as I see him wearing his Green Bay Packers gear. Boy, that closet, boy, Ryan, that closet. It's it's, 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 it's amazing. Week to week, who that organized, closet changed. Who, who, organized his, who organized his closet? <laughs> who organized his closet? Ryan, real quick, though. I'll, I'm proud of both of us because we just sat here and we let him, we let him vent. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 is hindsight, ain't it? Hey. <laughs> Hey, none of us. Hey, none of us said a word. None of us took a deep breath. I'm in, I'm in a bad just, place, man. I'm hey, in a we bad just place. let Jay vent. He needed. That. <laughs> I'm in a bad spot right hey, now. He needed man. that. He needed because that. people, people in the city turning on the quarterback now, and I knew that was gonna happen. I knew it was gonna happen. They turned know? on the quarterback. Hey, listen, you watch. Hey, by the end of this season, Ryan Shazier, you going because now, right? Because now Justin Fields is being called a powder, and we all know what that's called for. So by the end of the season, if if things don't look a little – because he's had some bad moments, but he's a rookie, right? I think he's got all the raw materials. This man had 18 fantasy points, and he gave y'all 27 in the first half. What what else do what else do I have to do? That's average. That's 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 if if you do that throughout the season, your top five teams averaging points per game. Ryan, you know you know the hardest person to describe to or what a good relationship looks like. A person who's been in shitty relationships all their life. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you. It's kind of hard to tell. Hey, linebackers? Oh, defense? Oh, yeah. We can tell you what that looked like. But the the growth, uh, the growth and development and maturation of a quarterback. Uh, the city every once in a while is quick to pull the ripcord on. And sometimes, you know, it's it's been proven. 
you know, that, hey, this person wasn't good, so I don't have to believe in him. I think right now what's happening with the Justin Fields thing is I think people have Matt Nagy fatigue, so they're now looking at Justin Fields as if, why, why isn't he getting better? And it's like, wait a minute, the fatigue that you have about Matt Nagy, he's still in the office, he's still in the building, he's still uh, got veto power over the play calling, so it's still happening as we see it. It's just, it seems like it just needs, that the city might need a new person to blame. And there are times where Justin Fields, you know, looks like a rookie. And I just think that there's there the, the the confidence is waning, unfortunately. So I'm not waning because I think he's gonna be a good player. There is times that Justin Fields looks like a rookie, but there is times that Justin Fields look like a bona fide superstar too. Yeah, he throws a pick and then next 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 possession he throws a sixty yard play, a sixty yard touchdown. And that's part that's part of the game. Kyler Murray looked like a rookie last night. Everybody putting him in the MVP conversation. You know what I mean? But it was certain throws last night. You like what in the world is he doing? <laughs> that's playing the quarterback position. You know what I'm saying? But if you're a Bears fan, if you're an NFL fan and you watching Justin Fields play the game, you looking at this dude like, man, this dude going to be pretty dang good, man. You know what I'm saying? The right pieces around him, the right coach around him, this dude going to be pretty dang good. You know what I'm saying? And he's showing you that with some of the plays that he's making on the field. You know what I'm saying? With his legs and his arm. Yeah, he a rookie. He going to have the ups and downs and all that. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, it ain't like his defense helping him out, getting him turnovers and just a bonus and just a – just a big time defense them them boys you know them boys getting ran through too you know what i mean but you know that you know how it go when you lose hey somebody got to yeah. take the blame and it got to be the quarterback you know what i mean when 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 you win the quarterback get all the praise oh my goodness look how good this quarterback is they ain't know what you mean how good the quarterback is defense right. allowed nine points <laughs> but when you win the quarterback get all get all the praise you know what i'm saying when you lose they go they going to take it too but i mean it definitely ain't the young fella fault packers got it though they got if AJ Dillon is that dude like that, then and I think he is. They got they, that might be the best team in the NFC. That's all I gotta say. We'll get y'all Mason. Send us, send us Justin. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. <laughs> For many reasons. No thanks. <laughs> Shout out to Miles Garrett. All right, so <laughs> so, so, moving, <laughs> so moving forward, fellas. Uh all right, so Ryan Clark mentioned on, on, on the Worldwide Leader that Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in all of the NFL. He said, you, you let him play inside linebacker, you're going to lead the league in tackles. You get him out on that edge, you're going to mess around and be at the top of the league leading sacks. Uh, Micah Parsons is undeniably the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, and that Dallas defense is, is stepping up in a way where – it's following his league. So and Randy Gregory is out there making plays too. I mean, they got they got some they got some solid pieces on that defense. Did they rush Dak back though? Because offensively they're starting to they're starting to worry me a little bit. How do y'all feel about the Cowboys right now? Uh, honestly, I think that the Cowboys, uh, like you said, they they may have rushed Dak back a little bit too fast because their offense was humming at the beginning of the season. But my defensive player of the year still to this day is going to be TJ for right now. I feel like TJ's going crazy. But I, you could definitely put Michael Parsons in the conversation for defensive player of the year for, for what he's done. He he has not rushed as much as everybody else and but has a, a, just as many sacks. He's making a, a huge name for himself at the inside linebacker position um, as well. So it's crazy because he's a utility player. He can literally do whatever you need him to do. But I think, like you said, Dallas offense, they did a little bit too much to try to force that to come back because they seen that things were falling. Um, not falling, but it wasn't going the way that they wanted to go, so they wanted to bring their superstar back in there. But I don't know if Dak is 100% like he was at the beginning of the season. Cowboys offense, James. For me, 
I just feel like sometimes you hit walls like this. You know what I mean? Like somebody, people always want to find like why it ain't going. No, Dak Prescott stepping into his throws. Dak Prescott making good throws. You think he's healthy enough though, James? And he's making some bad throws. I think Dak Prescott is 100% healthy. You know what I mean? As Ryan knows, you know, once training camp starts, you no longer 100% <laughs> facts, the whole season. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it could be some. But, I mean, I don't think it's nothing to where it's like, dang, I can't step into my throws. Or I can't. No. The offense just ain't in sync right now, period. The offense started out on fire. Everybody's like, oh, my goodness, look at Dak Prescott. This dude, phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? The, the offense, on, nothing has changed. You know what I'm saying? It's just that teams playing a little bit better defense on them. They ain't been able to run the ball as well as they were able to run the ball early in the season. You know, Zeke is banged up. Tony Pollard's banged up. So they haven't really been able to run the ball like that and be able to get to them play action passes off of that. You know what I'm saying? So now it's strictly just, okay, you know what I mean? We can stop the run with our front seven because these dudes is banged up and now we can play coverage on the back end. I just think they in a slump right now. I don't think it's necessarily, you know, Dak being hurt or, or people being hurt. I just think they in the slump right now. The good thing about it is, is they in this slump and they're finding ways to win games. In your last three games, you two and three, and you ain't been playing that good on the offensive side of the ball. But even when they lost to the Raiders, they put up 30. Yeah, Dallas going to mess around and go to somebody's crib and beat them. I think I think they're, they're that sneaky. But I just feel like we always try to put our finger on, oh, he ain't helped. No. You know what I'm saying? Just like if Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers go out there against the Bears and the Bears defense got after him, stuck it up, what everybody gonna say? Oh man, his toe hurt. No, ain't nothing wrong with his toe. You've been talking about this toe for three weeks. This man that threw for nine thousand yards and forty-two <laughs> touchdowns. Ain't shit wrong with his toe. Stop telling me about his toe. But what I'm saying is, if he go out there and he play bad, you probably gonna have some of the reporters like, oh man, you know that toe is man. No, and 12 will tell you, no, it ain't my toe. <laughs> Shoot, we just play bad. You know what I'm saying? That man can run around and Deion said his little rascal. Yeah. He's still throwing five touchdowns a game. I don't want to hear about his toe no more. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that toe. <laughs> I think Dak Prescott is healthy. I do not think they would play with the franchise like that if he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Dak Prescott was warming up in the Minnesota game, and Mike and them was like, nah, ain't no need. Take your time. We're going to make sure you 100% healthy. Yeah, you look good out here in Warren, but we're going to make sure you good. Take your time. This, this is way longer than that. You're coming off of a big-time injury. So I don't think it's injury. I just think it's people getting after the Cowboys' offense. You know what I mean? It's a copycat league. They see what the Raiders did. They see what, you know, some of the good stuff that the Saints did, and, and they slowing them down. It happens. But I don't think it's Dak Prescott not being healthy. I just think it's the Cowboys – not in sync right now on the opposite side, and they got to find a rip. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game, no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice-cold reward because you are a fighter, and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Jason, I'm, I'm going to say this, though, man. I ain't going to lie. Michael might be one of the best rookies that we've seen in a long time. You know, watching him at Penn State, I was like, this dude is different. And then when he was like, I don't have to play. Like, I'm cool. I'm this good. I'm like, oh, okay. Because, you know, I, I I did shows for the Big Ten Network or radio side on Sirius and watch, you know, having to watch Penn State every single week. When he was – when he was – when he first arrived, you could tell there's something different. Like, there's certain dudes who, like, when they hit you, you, you when they hit somebody out there, you could, you could tell there's a different, like, impact, a different force. Man, when he hit Heineke, I didn't think he was getting up. Like the dude plays with, you yeah. can appreciate it. He plays with a like an anger and a and a and a, uh, a fury. Yeah, hustle too. Yeah, yeah, he's always moving. And I was thinking about it, like you know Ray Lewis uh, when when Ray Lewis was, was drafted, and I believe it was what like 15 somewhere around in middle of the first round, and it was. Uh, the the Ravens what, Ravens first draft was something like Ogden and Lewis, if I'm not mistaken, and you just saw okay, this dude's different. You saw it in Miami, like Michael Parsons jumped down on that defense, and immediately you could tell that okay, this ain't no rookie. Like this isn't some kind of uh, you know growth spurt that he has to hit. Where it's like okay, now he's getting it. When when you're a linebacker and you come into the league. Uh, what are you asked to do as a rookie? Because we always talk about the the, the quarterbacks and the defenses that they haven't seen and the the um, uh, the speed of the game, how you have to get used to it. When you're a linebacker and you've come from playing three years at that position, now you now you got to adjust to the speed and the power of guys. What's what's being put on your plate, and what do you think Micah Parsons has had to digest throughout this season to get him to the point where he is right now? I, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of agree with what Micah said. Like Micah said that NFL not hard. And if you're good enough, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to put some like context to that, though. Like, because if you're good enough, the game is really not that hard. You you just have to adjust to, like, all right, this guy might be faster, this guy might be stronger. But I, but if you play big-time football in, in college, you've been against that. You know, it's just some guys are just more technical. But the, the thing is, uh, everybody is acts different, something different from each other. So, like, for instance – I remember they had, I think they had like two or three games Michael was calling like the plays. And then you seen like his production slow down a little bit. But then when they took it away from him, he was out there just playing. So like that's why I say everybody is acting something different because when I was playing linebacker, my rookie year, I don't know if CJ did it. My rookie year, the, the moment I stepped into the facility, that's like, Ryan, you got the green dot. And for the people listening, the green dot obviously is the communicator helmet, right? You, you got the, you getting the signals, yeah. Yeah, you, you get the signals, you talking to the coaches. Did you do that at Ohio State? Uh, nah. No, no, the call the players, yes. Call okay, players, yes. okay. So they knew you had that background, they knew you could handle it. They knew I could handle it, but I didn't think that I would be doing it from literally first practice OTAs. You know, like, I I thought it was like, all right, let, let, let Ryan – Work his, his way, wet, yeah. get his feet wet, and learn it. And they was like, nah. You know, so every every team's a little bit different. Like, I don't know, like, because me and CJ came in at the same time, CJ Mosley. I don't know if CJ did that because he was already on, like, a really dominant defense. And he was at Alabama, right? 
He was at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't win rookie of the year, but he went like Pro Bowl. I think his rookie year, he had a good year because Aaron Donald won rookie of the year. No, Khalil Mack won rookie of the year. One of them two. I don't right. know. One, one, of, one of the Hall of Famers <laughs> won. <laughs> one of them two. Yeah, that's my draft class. Let y'all know. That's yeah, pretty my good. Class, so. Pretty decent. Shazier, CJ Mosley, Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, Khalil. like, I don't, everybody gets asked something different. I just didn't know. Like what somebody may begin ask. Like for me, they asked me from Jump Street to call the plays. So it would be it's a lot easier for me to say, "Oh man, the NFL is hard," because I went in thinking like, "Man, I got to call these plays. I got to make sure everybody on point. You got to get people lined up correctly. You got to get people lined up correctly." So for me, I can say NFL is hard. But when I just went out there and just played, the NFL wasn't hard at all. It was like, I mean, I just go out here do my do my thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not worried about. Like, if I'm in the wrong position, somebody else going to say, hey, Ryan, scoot over. Or, you know, or Ryan, hey, this this play, you got to you gotta cover Gronk. Or this play, you got to cover that guy. If it's somebody else telling me that, it's, it's, it's easy. But when, when, you're, when you're sitting in there, especially as a young guy, you're looking, you're like, all right, Lawrence might not be lined up right. Oh, I need to scoot to, to it over. And, like, once you start doing that, all that stuff, like, Cam, like, scoot over right here. Once you start doing all that stuff, that makes it a little bit more difficult when it comes to, like, because now you're thinking way more, so it makes mm-hmm. it it makes it more difficult. And when you gotta think, you're not reacting as much, huh? Yeah, you're not reacting. But with Micah, I, I mean, they took I think they took the green dot back from him, and I think they gave it to somebody else on the defense. And now he's just out there. They're like, hey, it's basically like saying, Micah, just go get the sack. Or Micah, you got you got this gap. That's it. Or you know, in this coverage, you got man. That's it. So now. I know I got man, and it's like, all right, what what my man might do in this situation, but that's all you're thinking about compared to thinking about, like, the whole grand scheme of what everybody else is doing, what the whole offense right. is doing. Right. So so it makes the game a lot easier. So, like, that's why I say, like, football, like, if you're really good, football's easy. Like, Aaron Donald, he probably won't say this, but the game of football is easy to Aaron Donald if you, if you watch him. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you watch, like, because the thing, like, just playing football, being great, that's that's when it makes it harder. But, like, Aaron Donald's damn good at football. Even if he don't if he do not do anything else right now, he's still going to be one of the best players. He's he's really good at football, you know? So, but, it, but like, once you start adding all that extra stuff, that's what makes it harder because you're trying to be such a, you're trying to be so good, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're getting more put on your plate. Michael Parsons is, you know, you – you, you hope that you hit on picks like that when, when a guy can get drafted at that position in the draft and change uh, the dynamic of your team. He is an absolute weapon uh, on the defensive side of the football. Our wide receiver, the focal point of our offense, I don't want to call him a diva because he's not one of those receivers, but he is our guy. James Jones had to go do some daddy duty, so we appreciate his time. He had to bounce. But it's time for us to get into this AFC North conversation. Lamar Jackson's ankle injuries opened up in a way that I didn't foresee. Uh, I didn't. I thought the Cleveland Browns would – at some point, get it together. And I don't know why I thought that, but I thought they would get it together and be a little bit more consistent than they have been. Uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers, who have had an up-and-down season, still trying to figure out what the, the right formula is. Uh, you know, a, a tough loss to the Minnesota Vikings, giving up 36 points. 8-5 uh, and five right now for the Ravens. 7-6 and 7-6 and for the Browns and the, and the Bengals. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are sitting at 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. So you pretty much got like a, a game and a half separating top to bottom in the AFC North. 
in uh, a division that we knew would be tough because of how much talent is, is in it. We didn't know what it would look like in terms of wins and losses. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, like I said, to me, they're, they're kind of like the Arizona Cardinals, a little bit of a step behind the Arizona Cardinals, but kind of like them. And I don't know if they're ready for prime time just yet, but I love the trio of Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and Jamar Chase. I think they got a good young defense. Uh, how do you think this thing's gonna play out here in the last what four weeks of the season, three weeks of the season? I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. I don't think the Steelers are gonna win the division. I'm gonna just keep it's it gonna be tough on them. My, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's gonna be tough on them. We got Titans, Chiefs, Browns, and Ravens. All those teams are good, but the last three times we played the Ravens, we beat them. So that makes me feel comfortable playing going into that game. Tennessee, it's just like they're super up and down. You don't know you don't know what you're gonna get with Tennessee. They won last week soundly, but they played the Jags. Mm-hmm. So. Now we don't know what team we're going to get with them coming into our facility. And then we're, with the Browns, that that's an up and, game, up and down situation because it, it basically, if, if they can run the ball on us, we're going to lose. If they can't run the ball on us, we're going to win. That's basically how, the, how that game is going to go because that's how all their games have been going. If they can't, win the, if they can't run the ball, they're not going to do well. I think the Steelers will make it. I think we might mess around and have three teams in the playoffs. To be mm. honest, because the way the, the AFC is set up right now, I think it's a possibility we can have three teams in the playoffs. Um, or I know we're going to have two for sure, but I, I think the Steelers are going to make it, but I'm, I'm very biased. So with Lamar being hurt, I don't think Huntley can win games. Like, he he's won games for them, but I don't believe in him. It's just it's a, it's a major drop-off from, from one to two on that depth chart, and it, it's tough because even when the, the Bears game, I mean, you know, the Bears gave them a few opportunities, and – you know, Huntley didn't play great, right, but he got the win. But going up against these teams that aren't the Bears, it's going to be tough down the stretch depending on how poor that ankle – or how serious, I should say, severe that ankle injury is. Uh, but speak, with your Steelers and the defense, you know, you the 62-yard touchdown pass from Cousins, kind of the dagger. You know, it was a one-score game at that point. You know, they come down and put that uh, the, the Fryermuth uh, Roethlisberger touchdown on the end to make it a little bit closer with about four minutes left in the game. But um, there seems to be these moments where the Steelers, for whatever reason, you know, they, all phases can't come together in two or three straight games where it'd be offense. Because you figure you put up 28 points, you're going, you, you, you feeling like you're good. You know, you feeling like you did, you did your job. Uh, Najee Harris getting the ball 20 times, right? You, you, Ben's pass attempt still a little high. You know, I still like to see him be in the mid, early, you know, up uh, lower 30s. He, he got up to 40 passes. Um, what, what's the issue right now with the Steelers? It's just real inconsistent. Obviously, a lot of people are just out-toughing us. Never thought you'd hear that. Yeah, right. But when you're watching the game, it's, it seems like a lot of guys are just basically bullying us. And I'm not going to lie, it, it does hurt. We do have a lot of people hurt on the team, but that's not an excuse because a lot of people, everybody has somebody, a lot of people hurt. You know, it's just what we have people hurt is right where you stopped running, you know. So, yeah. uh, but, but at the end of the day, we still have to do a better job. The offense, it seems like they start playing football when it's the fourth quarter, you know, honestly. And I think they have to figure out a way to start pinning up points earlier in the games. Because to almost come back down from twenty nine, yeah. that's 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 crazy. And, and and think about it, we we could we would have went to overtime if a uh, all pro player didn't make an all pro play. <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. so to yeah. be to be honest, so uh, I think with them the offense they they really don't know what they want to do consistently. But if we get down, it forces Ben to pass the ball, and we're not in any situation where we're a team that we believe 
that we can constantly come back from large deficits. We're not Golden State Warriors. We're not the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. You know, like like we're we're a hard nosed grit type of team. So we need to keep the games close. So if they're close, we can pull them out. But when they're when they're like this, and we have to start forcing points. Obviously, Ben still has it. Like like everybody's knocking Ben. But if you watch the fourth quarter, the third or fourth quarter of that game. Ben Roethlisberger, his throws were just as good as any quarterback in the league last year, in this year. It just, it's not consistent. Right. You can't ask him to do that every single game like you used to be able to rely upon. That comes with, with getting older. But the de- the defense, they have to be – everybody understands that our defense keeps us in games, and they have not been doing that consistently for us to be known to be the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, yeah. Man, we're coming up against that time too where – you know, we're getting Saturday double headers coming up. Real playoff talks are getting ready to happen. We get those weird boxes on the side of the screen that say in the hunt for all the teams, yeah, for all yeah. the fan bases, hoping that their team could be in the hunt still, where you're like, nah, y'all ain't in the hunt. But we, you know, <laughs> what is it, like three teams in the AFC have been eliminated for the playoffs, but the other the other 11 are like, oh, we still 12 are still in it, right? So it's, um, it's, it's good times for a lot of fan bases around the league. Uh, We're going to keep this thing going. Uh, For James and my man Ryan Shazier, I am Jason Gall. This has been the Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL Show. Next up on the Ringer NFL Show is the Wednesday show with Kevin Clark. We'll be back in two weeks. That's right. We've got next week off, but there will be a show here on the feed next Tuesday. Check out the full go with me, Jason Goff, every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday night on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. And, of course, our engineering credit goes out to Chris Sutton on this episode with production supervision from Arjuna Ramgopal, our guy AR. So for Chris, AR, Ryan Shazier, James Jones, I am Jason Goff thanking you for downloading for subscribing, for hanging out with us here on the Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL Show. As always, take care of each other out there and please be safe.